we um, are dedicating this week's learning Lilui Nishmas Tovia Ben Yoel Tzvi Halevi and Shulamit Bas Moshe Henach and an, an, for all of the Kedoshim who have lost their lives since the war began. Um, so may our learning be a schus for them and for um, the successful return of all our hostages and our soldiers and all good things. Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Don, you can put the, the, the source sheet up uh, for, if anybody doesn't have it. We're going to be in the middle of Kuf Pei Hei. Um, we'll just repeat uh, the, the paragraph we left off with yesterday, um, which will be the springboard for today. Um, again, where he he was taught, Ravasha was talking about people who are um, looking for explanations. Okay, so Ein Befinu Hezbeir. I'm, I'm in the middle of page Kuf Pei Hey. For those of you who have the book, uh, we'll give Don a second to put the pay. The, oh, there we go. Okay, so we're in the middle of Kuf Pei Ein Befinu Hezbeir. All right, you'll roll it up a little bit more, Donna. You're at the very bottom. You have it right there. We go. Okay, right in the middle there. Okay. Ein befinu has bear. Remember, Bocher Rabbeinu was up in heaven and he asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is the reward that Rabbi Akiva gets. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response was, Shtok, chazor la'acharecha, and that panai lo yeirau, that you can't see the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's only from the back, which means that our understanding is very unclear. People try to explain what the sin, that has to be the response, especially in such a huge, huge tragedy. So I think at the end, um, there was a question that was thrown out. I mean, do we say this every time something happens, we just can't understand it? I mean, isn't the idea, there is a concept of Ra Adam Yisurim Boin Alav Yifash Pesh Bimas, of a person is supposed to examine when something, when tragedy happens to him on a personal level, he has to examine, and a community can also examine. Um, so I like to... Um, Understand that Gemara. When a person sees tragedy, you have to examine your deeds. But the Gemara continues. If he examined his deeds and he couldn't find anything. Now, on the surface, that doesn't make any sense. How is it possible there's a person who examines his deeds and doesn't think he needs to fix anything? But the Gemara mentions that. Right? And and pishpech velo matza yital bittel Torah. So I understand that to mean that when a kaddish baruch Hu visits something upon us, he's trying to send us a message. And certainly we have to get what the message is, not necessarily what the what 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 are we supposed to do about it? Rabbi Yosher always was fond of saying a Jew can't ask why, but a Jew has to ask what now. He said that in response to the Holocaust. We don't know why it happened. Our job is to find out what we're supposed to do now. Okay, and therefore looking for explanations in 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 things that are very mysterious, as we're going to see now in the next few lines, it's just it's just not not something we have the answer to. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't get the answer, and we certainly don't have the answer. So what what continues Rabbi Asher? Etagaluta kasha, 
Remember, we're, 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 there were 2,000 years of exile, and there were pogroms, and there were crusades, crusades where millions of Jews were killed, and the six millions in the Holocaust. How did we last through this these tragic uh, occurrences of the exiles? Not because we were so smart, okay? And lo and we didn't make we didn't get through the exile because we figured out explanations of why this is happening. Simple conviction, simple um, uh, fidelity to the covenant with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And I want to spend a minute here uh, explaining what I think is a great gross misunderstanding of this idea. Doesn't mean that every time something happens, we should throw a party because everything is good. And when a tragedy happens, we say, oh, but it's really good. We just don't know why it's good yet. We have a bracha for good and a bracha for bad. That means that there is tragedy in the world. We don't say Baruch Dayan HaEmes for no reason. There is tragedy. And what it means, so what does it mean called the Avid Rahman Latav Avid? The word Tov itself, Rabbi Shapira used to point this out a lot. We translate Tov into English as good. That's not what the word Tov means. We see it if you, you were paying attention in the beginning of Sefer Bracious, after Akadosh Baruch Hu created each thing, it says, Vayare Lokin Ki Tov, Vayare Lokin Ki Tov. What was the Chiddush there? That it was good? Why, we, maybe it was bad and now we found out it was good? So we find the word Tov as a verb in the Avodah, in the Mishkan and Beis HaMikdash. It's called Hatavas Haneros. Hetiv Arones Haneros. The word Tov, Hatava, the verb, is to prepare something for its purpose. So when it says, Vayara Lakim Ki Tov, he saw that what he created was aligned with his purpose. So when it says, Kol Da'avid Rahman of the Tav Avid, means there's a, there's a plan. And what's happening is aligned with the plan. That's what we have to understand. And Hagaluta Kasham back inside in the Sefer, Avarnu Bishkut Mitzvoteha. We we managed, we 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 endured the Golus. We survived the Golus because of our fidelity and our attachment to Torah and Mitzvos. The low Bishkuta has Berima philosophim onesh. It wasn't because we were always sitting there figuring out, oh, so everything is scharva oner, so what mitzvah did we do, and what, what reward did we get, and what avera did we do, and what our job is to do the Torah and mitzvos. And we're, we're, there are things that are just not accessible to us, and we don't know the answer. And again, to quote Rabbi Yashaber, we have to say, but now what am I supposed to do with that? And he gives a very powerful example of what, you, what, kind, what questions we ask, and what questions we don't ask. Each chasidaya begeto kovna, veremoshe gold koren shmo, al mesirut vooz haruach shel chasid zemisaperagon, Rev. Ephraim Oshri, he has, Rev. Ephraim Oshri has a, a book on all the chuvos that he got in the, in the, in the, in the, in the ghettos. Bishut ma'amakim, and tasipur haba. Here's the story. Lefnei chagamatzos, Pesach, shnat tafshin beis, that's 1942, the He's already thinking, how am I going to get matzah to eat? 
מכיוון שהיה לו אישור מיוחד מטעם שלטון הגטו לצאת את הגטו מדי פעם, he, for some reason, had some protection, he was able to go in and out of the ghetto occasionally. So במסירוס נפש, literally מסירוס נפש, life threatening, הבריח אל תוך חומות הגטו קצת כמחיתה שרכש מן הגויים הליטאים. So he was able to smuggle in some wheat that he acquired from the Lithuanian non-Jews. But בערב פסח, מצאו אחד מקלגסי הנאצים כשהתכונן להפות מצמצס מצווה. He got caught on ערב פסח when he was preparing to bake the matzis. They flee bo at makotav. And this kapo just beat him, to, beat him up. Makot retzach. He beat him to a pulp. Shavor vitzarutz, viratzutz, completely broken. Kishadam zav mi piv. He's still dripping blood. Makish hu al delet beito shel rav oshri. Who was the rav aposek in the ghetto. Kishapatach harav et adelet beito. So Rav Oshri sees this person standing at the door, beaten up. He was trembling. Rabbi, I have a question to ask you. So, says Rav Oshri, that I'm assuming that what Rav Oshri was preparing himself for that this person now is going to ask the hardest question. Tzadik v'ralo, Rosha v'tovlo. O Shema Yishal, zu Torah v'zu Shcharav. He's going to ask, I was Moser Nefesh for the mitzvah of matzah, and this is what I get? How could you explain this, Rabbi? Ach lo elo ayu she'lotav. That's not what he asked. This is what he asked. Listen to this question. I'm a chassid. I'm a chassidish Jew. I never ate gibrokst. But this Russia, this German Russia, broke all my teeth. I have no teeth left to chew the matzah. Should I invalidate, should I violate the minag of my family, of my chesidus, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of matzvah and eat shruya, because that was going to be the only way you would have been able to eat the matzvah. Could be that I'm an onus and I can't violate the minag, and therefore sheva altasa, we have that concept in halacha, is it when you're an owner, Sheva Altasa, and I shouldn't eat matzah this year? That's what's on his mind. Says Rav Asher, Lo bizchut hatshuvot avarnu et hagalut hakasha v'hanoraah, devekim v'chabukim v'akodesh boruchu u'vitorato. We didn't pass through all of the tragedies of our gullus, of our exile, attaching ourselves to God, not in the merit of the answers to the question, why is this happening? We passed it because of the questions that we asked. It's the kinds of questions that Ramosha Goldkorn asked. With the deep, deep recognition 
important line from the Gemara. What are you doing making God's calculations? This was the response to Chizkiyo HaMelech when he didn't want to have children because he saw his children were going to turn out to be Rishayim. So the response was, Why are you making God's calculations? What you are commanded to do, you do what you're commanded to do. You can't ask God's, cal- don't make God's calculations for him. I want to use this opportunity also to tell over a story that I am very fond of telling over when, when this issue comes up about, um, you know, figuring out why God, why things happen. So I heard the story that uh, that was a tragedy in a community in Brooklyn. Uh, a young wo- woman, a young woman passed away tragically and there was a shiva and the rabbi of the community was in the shiva sitting there telling the community, giving the community musr that it happened because of this and we have to fix this and we have to fix that. And Rav Huttner was sitting there at the shiva and the next morning the rabbi gets a phone call. And uh, yes, yes, Rav Shiva, Rav Huttner says, I didn't know that you changed professions. And the rabbi said, I didn't change professions. Like, I'm a rabbi. He says, no, no, you became an accountant. You started keeping God's books. Okay, We don't know why God, we, we, these are beyond our, our, our ability to understand. Says, continues Rav Asher, and we'll, we'll finish with this paragraph today. This is Rav Asher standing here in Auschwitz with his father. Avi Moria Gona Chosid. Again, when he wrote the book, he was still alive. He passed away. The father passed away a couple, a couple, a few years, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. His father was in Auschwitz. It was the last time he saw his parents and his brothers and sisters. They were sent to the left to the gas chambers. And he, the father, was sent to the right to undergo tremendous isurim and degradations. And he registered him now, say Kaddish, for his parents, his, his siblings, and the six million Kedoshim, Shalu Nefesh. And again, I mean, Rav Asher's father came, came, made it to Eretz Yisrael. And he had an unbelievable family. Every single one of his sons are Marbitze Torah. Unbelievable. Right? And But he brought himself from nothing. This is the testimony of the eternity of the Jewish people and the victory of the Jewish people. We're never going away. We're now in a, again, we just witnessed terrible tragedies. Again, the worst since the Holocaust. But we have to know that we're always going to be here and there are tragedies and we don't always understand the master plan. Ultimately, we always somehow or other see that things, there is always a, a, a positive side, even though we never want to have the tragedy that leads to the positive side. But, you know, post-Holocaust, you ended up with the state of Israel and you had big, big kibbutz Golios. And as we're still in the tragedy, but the unity of the actors of the Jewish people that we've seen hasn't been seen since probably since the Six Day War, and we were at the we were literally at the brink of Machlokas destruction destruction on Arab Sukkot, 
And it's, again, we don't know HaKadosh Baruch calculations, but we have to know there are calculations and the, the, the comfort that we have to take and the chizuk that we have to take is by looking back at all of the tragedies and know we're still here. And we're still Am HaNivchar. And there is Kol Manda Ovid Rechman Letav Ovid means it's part of the master plan. It's part of the purpose. And we have to go forward and say, okay, now what is my responsibility now? What is the question? Is not why did God do it? But what am I? What what should I be doing on Pesach when I can't eat matzah? Okay, we'll leave it at that, and we will finish the letter. Bezrat Hashem tomorrow.